Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to your week ahead with Mama Data Astrology live right here on the Inner Peace Lighthouse Radio Frequency. Welcome to the best time of your week ahead of time. All right. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I am doing a quick sound check just to make sure I can be heard, but I'm going to assume that I can be. Thank you so much for joining me once again ahead of time for the best time of your week. Um, For the past couple of weeks, we've been on a 30-minute limit, and guess what, y'all? We're back at two hours today. I don't think it'll take two hours. There's not just tons and tons of stuff in our week ahead, but considering we've been limited on time the past couple of shows, who knows? Who knows where all it can go? So I'm hoping you guys feel free um, to call in if you're listening online and maybe you can't sit at the computer and have to take the show on the go, feel free to call in and listen on your phone, area code 818-369-0368. Thank you. Thank you for all the listeners. Thank you so much. Um, I definitely don't want to go too far without honoring, revering, respecting, remembering, ashaying our divine righteous ancestors for without whom we wouldn't be here. And for our fearless leader, Brother Anpu, who we definitely are shouting all the way out this episode, up all the way up, all the way down. We want to shout out Brother Anpu because he is our favorite Aquarius around here. <laughs> and so with us um, discussing the sun entering Aquarius in the week ahead, definitely can't go too far without honoring his divine essence and presence and life and spirit and ashe and energy uh, without whom this show wouldn't be possible. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Brother Ampu. We appreciate you. We celebrate you, and we are so glad you are here. All right, y'all. Um, this week, I mean, clearly, I definitely am going to hit on where we're at right now because of the full moon in Cancer that's exact tomorrow. Um, give me one second. I'm still not hearing myself. Don't want to go too far and can't be heard. Um. So, uh, but the full moon in Cancer, you guys, it's exact early rising tomorrow, 5.34 a.m. Central Time. And, of course, the moon's already in Cancer right now. So the likelihood that you are sensing, experiencing, feeling um, everything that's going along. And, of course, the moon's already in Cancer. Yeah, I can be heard. and, and 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 not to mention that the full moon is in a feeling, emotional water sign, Cancer. The first water sign, okay? So already with the moon there right now, we are sensing the emotional support that we feel, whether we're lacking it within ourselves or externally or whether we have that strong internal foundation, whether we have that strong familial support, support of our family, support of people who are like family to us, support of, um, of course, when we start 
first we have to talk about our support of our own self. Do you know, just like that cancer crab, do you know how to get up in your shell? You know, underneath that hard crab surface is a soft little mushy. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's that mushy, soft part on the inside of us that is the primary focus of this season. This is a full moon in Cancer. So that means six months ago in the summertime, we had a new moon in Cancer where we initiated new things on the front of our inner foundation and emotional security, where we initiated new things, where we planted new seeds of energy into this area of space that talks about family, sowing new seeds regarding our family structure, our home, our residence, our property, our inner foundation. That cancer governs the area of that fourth house, y'all, that is the very bottom of a circular astrological wheel or chart, okay? So if you're looking at the circle on a piece of paper, on a wall, I don't care, on a computer, the very bottom portion, the bottom most part of that circle is where cancer, the sign of cancer, the fourth house, the moon, the luminary, the moon has rulership. That's the area of space. That's the same area of the chart, the wheel space that this full moon is in right now. So that's what's being highlighted. Six months ago, new seeds were being planted in this area, and now, exact tomorrow rising, the energy gets full. It goes full. It is fully illuminated where we're at with those seeds, where we're at with those initiatives, where we're at with um, the intentions that we set out to attain or accomplish six months ago. On the short term, of course, we can talk about this Capricorn season we're in and the new moon in Capricorn that we lived through December the 29th, rounding off, wrapping up 2016 calendar. That was the new moon in Capricorn that is feeding into this full moon in Cancer just two weeks ago. So on a long term, yes, we're looking at six months ago, but on a short term, we're just looking at a couple of weeks ago when we decided with this Capricorn new moon uh, that we wanted to set some new initiatives on the short term for a couple of weeks, on the long term for six months from then, two weeks ago, six months from two weeks ago, when we have a full moon in Capricorn like we're having a full moon in Cancer right now. So on the short term, and just here in, in, in recent events, do you, re, do you recall what you were doing a couple of weeks ago as it pertains to doing something new with a Capricorn? Come on. We can just get that mundane like that, doing something new with a Capricorn. Or on a much broader scale, doing something new as it relates to organization in your life. Come on. That's perfect timing when we're crossing over that calendar year from 2016 to 17. I'm sure a lot of us 
were considering what new initiatives, what new efforts, what new seeds can we plant to where on the short term, even two weeks from then, which we're living through now, coming exact tomorrow rising, can we see the full manifestation of as it pertains to organization in our life, especially if you happen to know your astrological chart and know exactly what area, a.k.a. house, that the new moon in Capricorn was going through and the the house that the full moon in Cancer is going through for you. Because then you know how to narrow it down and pinpoint where to see a lot of these results, where to put a lot of your energy to get the desired results. I've been observing these lunations going on three three years now, and I have no complaints. Um, so organization, new initiatives in organization, new initiatives in structure, okay? Capricorn is really practical. Capricorn is really serious and focused. Practic- uh, Capricorn is determined to get up that mountain, to get to the summit, to get to the peak. It don't matter if it takes 30 years. Let's go. Let's get it. Saturn, the very energy and planetary body that rules Capricorn, is all about discipline, self-discipline, responsibility, maturity, taking things seriously, working hard. Come on, working smart, working hard. Okay, it's all about boundaries and and restrictions, restricting your own self. Work hard now, play hard later. Right now it's time to work. It's Capricorn season. Y'all go back and listen to last week's show. It was only 30 minutes, but I hit it hard. I was I was in the zone about all this energy, of course, ahead of time. So, feel free to visit the episode description information for today's show and you will see the link to click here to go back to the previous show, okay? So we're living through full moon uh, in cancer season right now, exact tomorrow rising. And, uh, you know, with any full moon, of course, you got the uh, probability that people will start ticking. Lunaticking is what it's called, lunatic, lunar, lunar moon ticking. When the moon is full, depending on your astrological and energetic makeup as well as, you know, circumstances and how you choose to deal with them, emotionally, generally speaking, we would be on full, okay? Intense emotion. This is a time of intense emotions potentially for yourself and the people around you. And I started this show out reminding y'all that cancer, where the full moon is right now, where the moon is right now, and the full moon is exact tomorrow rising, cancer is an emotional water energy. There in the fourth house where cancer has rulership, you'll find it uh, there at the bottom of an, uh, an astrological chart or wheel. This is where the reason why it's the bottom as opposed to the top, the top of the chart has governorship by Capricorn in the 10th house where it's the most public, the most seen, the most visible. Okay, well, the bottom of the chart, fourth house, Cancer, the moon, is the most private. 
insular, the most That's where that's where you go into your shell. Come on. That's where you go into your home, fourth house. That's where you go behind your closed doors, in your prayer closet. I don't know. I don't care. But the this represent this area of space, this constellation, this luminary, the moon, this house, astrological house, represents where you're the most private and emotional. When nobody's looking, when you when you covered up by your shell, you, this is the reality of what you feel about yourself. This is the reality of what you feel feel emotional water house water sign. This is where the reality of what you feel about how supported supported and nurtured you are is. Do you support yourself? When nobody's looking, do you nurture yourself in the privacy of your inner emotional world and foundation? Do you have your own back? That's what's coming up. That's what's coming up on full right now. I promise you, whatever you're dealing with, whatever you're going through, that's right at the forefront. I don't even need to see your astrological chart. It's vital. When you you hear that phrase, started from the bottom, now we're here, and you picture here being at the top, 10th house Capricorn, 4th house Cancer is there at the bottom. That's where we're at now. If you don't have your own back now, who who else you think gonna have it? Who what support do you intend to garner and corral if you can't even garner and corral it from yourself? Yes, the 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 very luminary that governs this area of space, the moon moves through signs every two two and a half days. Okay, it's a fast moving luminary. And it shifts and it changes and it goes void and it does all kind of stuff. The moon correlates to our mood, moon. Okay, so yes, it can fluctuate. No, nobody. I don't say. I don't think I even know anybody that's one hundred percent of the time, every second of every day, never doubting themselves, never down on themselves, never questioning themselves. I mean, come on. The very moon that that governs this area of space is is a very changing, quickly, fast, you know, changing energy, shifting into new territory constantly. Twelve times a month, it goes through every sign, and so it's not a matter of if you're maintaining this core inner strength twenty four hours a day about being there for yourself when it counts, like family, real family. You know, in our in our vernacular, in our current society, a lot of words like love and family, they just they lose their meaning. They lose their potency and power when you when when people just make it a freaking hashtag and just abuse the genuine 
root of the passion and power and intention behind a word. But I want you to consider with this cancer energy of this full moon, fourth house, moon energy, I want you to consider strengthening yourself. When I talk to my mama's babies about this fourth house cancer moon energy, I, I, refer, I always bring up the uh, the girdle, girding yourself up, a girdle. If you think of a girdle and like even the old corset thing, you tie, you tie it up, lace it up, tie it real tight. Oh, baby, you're not going, you're going to feel real strong in your core with that thing on. You may barely be able to breathe, may barely be able to move, but you're going to feel strong in your core. Shoot, uh, even with the men, um, a back brace. If you've ever, you know, had a job where you were loading or, you know, picking up heavy things. Come on. Life is full of opportunities to bear heavy loads. Make sure you gird it up. Make sure you got your brace on. Y'all know what that is? It's emotional. This is an emotional area of space. Yes, things happen and things come and we get sad. We get but guess what though? In that private in in the privacy of your life, your emotional life, your inner foundational life, the even the home, the privacy of the home you grew up in. Come on, if that's coming to the surface, full moon. Come on, a fully illuminated culmination, kicking, hmm. and it could have to do with things that even went on in the privacy of your the home you grew up in. That has governorship here too, ancestors, home, family. Home of origin, family of origin. So I'm I'm talking really broad terms when I say the word family, not just the one you go home to as of today. Who who supports you? People who support you. If 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 it's people who don't support you, I'm not talking about them. If it's relative blood family members that don't support you, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about you, us, supporting ourselves in in any emotional way we need to be tended to, tend to ourselves in that in those ways. When you talk about fourth house cancer, um, the moon, you're talking about nurturing. Come on. This is the area of space where, where women are considered in the breast and the womb and motherhood and suckling from the tit. Come on. That kind of nurturing. How would you, whatever's going on in your life right now, put your imagine yourself as a baby. Come on, especially if you think you're too grown to cry, or if you're too spiritual to cry. That's the most bull I've ever. This is a crying ass area of space, and that don't damn mean you weak all the time. Coming to the surface, and you need to let it out. Let it out. If you need to picture and imagine yourself as an infant baby and put yourself up on your across your shoulder and nurture yourself with pats of encouragement and pats of of of, of support and pats of of recognition, recognize yourself. You know what? 
in the full light of this moon in Cancer, in the full illumination and manifestation and culmination of this energy, I nurture myself. I honor my own emotions. I strengthen and encourage myself and gird myself up emotionally. I don't care if nobody else going to do it. Thank God in the fourth house you ain't sitting around waiting on nobody no way. Come on, it's the most private. Who do you think is there? You. Us. If we got people that support us, great. Yes, those people are included in this area of space. That's wonderful. If they just so happen to be your blood relatives, cool, wonderful. If not, great. You all, you got some extended family that, you know, you weren't born into. That's amazing. I have that myself. It's a beautiful thing when people who only know you by your energy and your spirit fool with you and, and, and make themselves available to you and feel like family. It's, it's wonderful. But I want to encourage those who may not feel like they have that, at least you have you at the beginning and the end of the day in your insular time with yourself and in these moments where it's just you. This this, uh, this energy, you know, I wouldn't do, and, and, and this has been coming up on me energetically too, to just kind of get off to myself, like purposefully, like intentionally. Full moons are already in, intense, extreme energy, and I'm not saying to run away from that. What I'm encouraging to, for you to do at this particular full moon, if it was a full moon in any other, if it was a full moon in Leo, I wouldn't be telling you this because Leo wanna be out and about and have some fun and 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 just enjoy themselves. I wouldn't even be t- it's fire. How you gonna tell fire to get off to themselves and chill out somewhere? But I'm talking to you about an area of space where your emotional well-being is paramount. If this is the bottom that we're starting from, you ain't never going to get here at the top if if you fail before you start because you don't even have your own self to depend on for nurturance, for support, for love, for guidance. I love that this reality, this energy is represented in astrology. Yes, there is a time and a space for you to nurture yourself, and this is one of those times, okay? I'm going to keep it moving here and get back to some notes because y'all know I can go. Let's see here. So, yeah, we've got, let me pull up last week's show real quick. You didn't think I already had it up, right? Um, cancer full moon. Uh, I yes, the cancer full moon. The moon goes void at the time of the full moon. So, for the first, the moon doesn't go into the next sign. I said it on last week's show. Yeah, until later that evening, uh, tomorrow evening, six oh eight p.m. So yeah, for almost twelve hours, 
because the moon goes void at the time of the full moon, which is 5.34 a.m. So, yeah, a little over 12 hours, the moon is void as we enter this full moon season. And so that has energetic significance as well. If you've listened to my show for any amount of time, you know that when the moon goes void, you're not really just actively, you know, doing things. You're not really... But this, the void moon is not the time to necessarily plant seeds, unless the seeds that you're planting have a void moon feel to it, where you're wrapping things up that you already started, um, where you're getting together with established friends and family as opposed to new um, acquaintances, and you're not doing any, like, major presentations, major purchases, um, and you, it's a good time to look for lost items, as what my mama's babies found out. So, um, for pretty much all day tomorrow, from the full moon, I would definitely be thinking about since this is full moon in Cancer is, I call it an answer to the Capricorn new moon that we had December 29th, and we're really just from that point on, from the full moon until the next new moon, which is coming up on the 27th of this month, um, then you can kind of consider that, you know, the closing out. From that point on, the moon's going to be waning, of course, and appearing smaller in the sky. Right now it's full and bright and big. Um, Even though it's not a super moon, it's really pretty out. I've just been staring at it when I go out at night. Um, The past couple of nights it's been just, Speaking to me, but you know, this is where the moon lives. The moon lives in Cancer. The moon rules Cancer, so it's it's at home here. It's supposed we're supposed to be feeling the most at home within ourselves right now. I'm living it. Do you need your spouse to make you feel at home within yourself? Do you need your babies? To feel at home with yourself, yeah, they're these people help make up a home. I'm not oblivious to that. What I'm telling you energetically is, is that this is a really powerful time to focus on the nurturance that you give your own self, because every other relationship of nurturance and support and family is going to mirror, reflect, and mimic that relationship. How you feel about yourself. The emotions, when you think about yourself, what emotions come up? You know, like if, if, if you can nurture yourself emotionally, tend to yourself, prioritize yourself, and know that this place at the bottom of the chart where we're going to be building up from is so vitally important and would have the audacity to tend to ourselves here and give ourselves the whatever energy is needed here. Listen, if it means you have to disappoint, well, I already said I was going to do this, uh, go to this function, and if I take some time out for me to nurture myself, I'm going to have to cancel, and they're going to be looking at me funny. That's a sign, <laughs> Here at a full moon in Cancer where the the signs and the messages are fully illuminated, especially in your emotions, they're going to be fully, they are fully illuminated, that's a sign. 
you, I told you, the fourth house, Cancer, is the, where the moon has rulership is about our inner foundations and how we nurture and support ourselves and receive that from other people. Got to look at things from the perspective of your inner foundation. Your inner foundation don't care about a party. <laughs> your inner foundation, at the end of the day, if you need yourself to be there for you, yourself, your inner self, your most private self, your most insular self, the part of you that does and will and can nurture yourself emotionally, don't care about disappointing nobody, I promise. That's your ego that cares because you want to keep up a certain appearance or you want people to look at you in, in a certain way, bump that. Because if you're not able to be there for yourself over a long term, you're going to be looking worse than what you're going to be looking like if you have to cancel some plans. It's no comparison. There's nothing that compares to you being your own family. Mothering yourself, nurturing yourself, feeding yourself emotionally. Guess what happens if you do this? If you build yourself up in 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 the highest best ways. Come on, when you think about cancer, water signs. You think of you start nurturing mother. You start to think about some ways that you can make sure that you are nurturing yourself. Um, when you think about even the milk from a, uh, your mother's breast, you think about sustenance. So even starting there, what do you, if the, if the, what are you, what's the foundation of you nurturing yourself even when it comes to food and drink? If you were your own mother, that's why I say imagine yourself as a on your shoulder. As a nine-month-old, six-month, let's just do six months, six months old, and you, you're your own, you're holding your own self as a baby, and you, as a baby, is crying. You're hungry. You know, it can't be nothing too crucial. You're a baby. Hopefully, you know, it wasn't nothing too crucial, and you're just hungry or wet or something. But you need something. The moon talks about our needs, what we require. Regularly, habitually. So you're you you you're nurturing yourself. Are you gonna put in a bottle for yourself soda and 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 stick it in your mouth and say, "This ought to do you. This ought to nurture you real good." Hell no. Shout out to, there's a brother that's a uh, formula and um, Chef Aki as well, but there's a, a dear brother that's formulating some stuff with uh, CMOS that, uh, for, in a baby formula. I think that's amazing, and it's for women who aren't able to necessarily breastfeed, and um, this, the CMOS, of course, has amazing effects and is apparently not harmful to babies, so that's wonderful. Very nurturing, very nutrient-dense and rich. You're not going to give yourself as a baby some soda or a, a damn milkshake or uh, 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 what the, uh, Arizona tea. Hell no. You're not going to uh, 
give yourself as a baby a turkey leg at six months old? And I know you're not six months old right now, but I'm I'm challenging you all to to consider this very sensitive. It's the first water house. That's you. It's a very sensitive area of space. And if you did not receive nurturance as a child, as a baby, I know some that didn't. And they remember as a baby not being held, not having a relationship with their mother. Not it's a, it's a terrible thing to see what that looks like 30 years later as an adult when you weren't held as a baby by your mama, you weren't breastfed, you weren't. Come on, that gives you a glimpse and some insight into just how sensitive this area of space is, just how vital it is for us to nurture ourselves. We don't have no excuse. Everybody got some kind of story. And if yours was that you didn't have a nurturing parent around you growing up, you don't know what that really feels like. And so as a result of that, you can't really, you don't have the tools You have them. Let me stop right there. You have them. But you haven't learned the tools that you have and how to utilize them to nurture your own self, then that can play out. Then you mess around and you get into a relationship and you clowning who you're in a relationship with for what nurturing you didn't get as a child and a baby. I I see the stuff happen all the (laughs) time. So what I'm saying is it's vital for us at this time when this when the energy is so on full. You got people out here ticking, lunaticking, when they could be utilizing this very strong, powerful, intense emotional energy for themselves. For their higher selves. Not lower. Let me make that distinction. Because we're definitely in a society that, you know, is all about you feeding your ego and, oh, my God, I'm an Instagram filter and, oh, no, I got to tweet this and, you know, I got to stay up on my looks, like my look, side-by-side looks. Like I have my three looks and my woman crush Wednesday and my man crush Monday and flashback Friday. So I'm not saying that our society doesn't encourage us to be about ourselves, but usually it's about our lower selves on that BS to get your likes up, your followers up, your ratings up. Again, what about that self that's in the shell, that's in, in under the crab shell? Oh, yeah, you got your shell. You hard. But we all got a mushy inside, okay? I'm tending to mine. Are you tending to yours even when others are not? They don't need to show the way. You need to show the way. Hey, this is how you tend to me. This is how I tend to myself. Let me show you. <laughs> let me let me go over here off to myself and get insular and make sure I'm good so I can show you how it's done. I can't play with people <laughs> right now that want to peel back my shell and, and push my mushy insides and see, watch me wiggle and squirm. Bump that. This ain't time for that. For some people, it's time for that because they're out here ticking at the full moon. They don't know what to do with themselves because they, they're, they're, they're too distracted. Too distracted. Come on, phone. 
I, I'm so thankful for a cell phone because it allows me to communicate and handle my business and all that. I swear every other day I think about just chucking that sucker down a deep hole and just waving bye-bye. But the phone is a, a distraction for many. Some people can't even drive for being in that damn phone on some stuff that 10 years ago, it could wait till we got back home. I said home, and it made me think of Cancer, Fourth House, and Moon all over again. I got a little insular on y'all on the air. Excuse the silence. <laughs> loving it. I'm loving this energy. I'm loving me. I'm loving tending to my needs and letting all else, hear me now, all, but even the, all, but even the, and these people done signed up and said, all. I'm meeting my obligations. I'm no flake. But, baby, if it ain't (laughs) bought and paid for as far as my time is concerned, right now, once again, this is just a season, y'all. It don't last always, but in this very sensitive, very emotional, very critical. Fourth house, come on. I'm so glad I said critical. Fourth house is one of those houses Cancer, where the fourth house has rulership, is one of those areas of space that is one of the four critical parts of a chart. First house, that's just straight up self. Fourth house, that's home and family. Seventh house, that's anybody you partner up with to do anything. Me and you partnered up right now, just host and listener. I appreciate you, by the way. And then tenth house. Career, life direction, public responsibility, where you headed. So, yeah, it's it's a pretty critical full moon. You're critical. You matter. Your emotions matter. If you're nurtured or not, it matters. If you're nurturing yourself or not, it really matters. My 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 birth mother now has made transition as of many years ago now. So I, I feel the impact of not having the nurturing parent physically here all the time. I get it when you don't necessarily feel nurtured. But I promise you, I Mama Dada don't get to say, oh, my mama done made transition, my nurturing parent gone, what am I going to do about feeling mothered and nurtured? Oh, oh, I can mother myself. Oh, I can I can get myself in position with with other mothers that I respect, and I can glean from their wisdom, insights, and energy. There's no excuse. I had, I struggled. I had my time where I was blaming God and really, really, God, you're just going to take the same sex parent away, the one I'm supposed to be modeling myself after? Really? Oh, that's rich. <laughs> you know, that's that's something. What am I supposed to do now? I went through that it, earlier on 
once she had passed. But now I know so much more. I know so much better. A lot of the religious mindset has fallen away, and I see so much more clearly now. I see, number one, I see that I still have direct access to my nurturing parent. Thank God she's one of my parents. That means half of me is her. She right here. She everywhere I go. She and my DNA, the the intelligence of my DNA will never allow me to forget the influence of my nurturing parent. No excuses. I can nurture myself from what I even remember of her nurturing me. I miss it every day coming from her. But I utilize the example that she left for me to nurture and and mother my own self in many ways, even just remembering how she was there for me and what ways she was there for me, always encouraging, always supporting, always providing, always going above and beyond. I model my relationship with my mama's babies, my nieces and nephews, uh, the children in my life that I love so much. Shout out to my Uhuru Academy babies. Gave me the name, Mama Dada, come on, that they first started calling me that. And it just stuck. I love it. I loved it so much it stuck. So there you have an example of where not having that nurturing parent around, it just, it, it's not enough. to st- It's not enough to stand on and support you. We are talking about cancer fourth house moon energy, and I told y'all from words say go, it's about inner foundation, inner, okay, when I get to feeling like I'm preaching, that's when it's time for me to keep it moving, okay, um, I told y'all about the void moon, full moon, yay, Mercury re-enters corn, Tomorrow as well, 8.03 a.m., and, I mean, it's been stationed direct. Let, before I even continue on, I've had a couple of my mama's babies ask me about this, so I want to address it. Shout out to my my babies. I love y'all so much. Y'all just keep me on my toes and on my game. With Mercury stationing direct, and I want to get the date so bad, and I think I have it. Uh, with Mercury stationing direct this week, the next that we are in it, living through a period of time of all planets being direct. I'm going to tell you all for how long, too. I'm determined to get it on this. Yep. Okay. Through February the 6th. Okay. Between the 8th. We're at the 11th right now. As of the 8th, Mercury Station Direct from January the 8th to February the 6th when Jupiter stations retrograde, we are living through a very privileged time energetically and spiritually where all planetary bodies are in forward motion, direct motion. What that mean, Mama Dada, what that mean? That means energetically, you don't have anything 
and I won't even I won't I don't want to say preventing you because that makes the assumption that when the plants are retrograde they somehow prevent you from something they don't. Um, but energetically, all systems are go. Energetically, it's all green lights. Now, depending on your natal chart, especially if you have retrogrades in your natal chart, you could be experiencing this period of time slightly different from others um, who don't have any retrogrades in their chart like me. So um, this is the – if you're going going to – I love that this is occurring now during this season of the Cancer Full Moon, too, because it's from this place of inner security, being girded up and strong on your inside parts. Uh, While all these planets are in full direct motion, green lights, babies, go. That's what it means. What does it mean when all the planets are direct, mama, daughter? Go. Green lights. What's 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 slowing you down? What you got to ruminate over and think about? We we just went through that. Mercury just retrograded. We did all that. Now it's all systems go. Green light. Move ahead. Full speed. Ain't waiting on nobody. Ain't asking no questions. Ain't asking permission. Ain't seeing if it's okay. We gone. This full moon in Cancer is showing you something. I don't care. Every full moon does. And at this time of the month, you're seeing something for what it is clearly, and likely you feel it because Cancer, that emotional water sign, you feel it. You feel the truth. You feel the reality of what time it is. Go. Water signs mean this is an area of space where you're going to get your clarity. Now, Mercury is direct now, so you could, it could come to you mentally, mental clarity. But likely during this season, full moon in Cancer, you're going to get your clarity on a gut level, on an intuition level, on a water level. Make sure you are drinking plenty of water, not soda, not milkshakes, not Every other thing folks want to drink to keep from drinking water, drink you plenty of water. And the more alkaline, the better. Okay? Spring water, alkaline water, throw you some lemon lime, fresh lemon lime juice in it, cucumber, mint, all that. Do it up. Treat yourself this cancer full moon season. Don't cheat yourself. Water also talks about... um, uh, with that gut and intuition, you know, the, that small voice, that inner, that inner still small voice. You think about the crab and the hard shell and that I told you squishy and mushy in the middle. Well, that squishy, mushy middle is the sensitive part of you. Do you think you need to yell and shout at the most sensitive part of you? talk crazy to it. Now, I'm the first one with my super saggy mouth. I will talk crazy to myself in a minute to make sure I get the gist of what I need to do. I need to, you know, get myself correct, get my uh, get my head right. So I talk real crazy to myself sometimes. This ain't the area of space you have to do that in. This area is so sensitive, so precious, so I told you this is where you nurture yourself, your six-month-old baby self, so to speak. 
So this area of space, when when you get that information, come on, when you get that message, that clear full moon and cancer message that's here for you, it's here right now, then you can just listen and you can acknowledge. That's the first step right there, just acknowledging that you heard it, just maybe just by saying thank you. Thank you to your inner self and your inner foundation, your emotional core for being there for you, for nurturing you. Thank you, higher self, for nurturing me. Thank you, self, for making sure that I'm okay above and beyond anybody else being okay because if I'm not okay, I can't be here for nobody else. Thank you. So first you can just acknowledge it, and then you can maybe start to engage with that private, insular, soft, mushy part of yourself and see what it needs. I just told you the moon where the I just told you that the moon, cancer, and the fourth house talk about our needs. So that's a, a good place to slide on in second to say, okay, self, I hear you. I acknowledge you. Thank you. What do you need? What do you need to be to feel we're talking about feelings and emotions. What do you need to feel secure? What do you need to feel nurtured? What do you need to feel protected like that crab shell? And then take it from there. Take it from there. When you're impressed upon something in your emotions, in your gut, in your intuition, that's where the water comes in to help. I'm talking, I'm talking practically here with the water. I'm talking spiritually and energetically here with the water. You may not think much of it. Drink, making sure you're staying hydrated. Your body is mostly water, what you think it needs. It's not that I don't want y'all to drink soda. Drink your soda. For every one soda you drink, drink you a gallon of water. Immerse yourself in water. If you don't, if you have a bathtub, soak in it tonight. Come on and let the messages come. Nurture yourself. It's just yourself. If if you get an impression to soak in the tub, that's just your your mushy gushy self saying just. Still small voice, I, I need time. I need attention. I just need to be. I just need to not do anything tonight. Quiet and listen to what my inner needs are. I don't know what they are. I know I don't feel nurtured or supported. What do I do? It may sound like Separate things. What is me being feeling nurtured and supported got to do with me drinking water? I bet you one of my mom's babies initially thought the same thing when I told them <laughs> for the next week. I think I told them, I want you to get up and rise. This is like a year ago when we first started consulting. I want you to get up and I want you to write down before you even leave the house. Write down five things you're thankful for. Do it again at nighttime. And I mean, next time we talked, and I know that on the outset it it sounded like, what the hell, me setting up, writing down what I'm thankful for. Baby, it got her living partner to do some things she ain't seen them do ever. 
You see what I'm saying? All is spiritual. Everything is spiritual. Everything is energy. Everything is vibrating. Everything. What you do, what you think, what you say, what you feel matters. Maybe that's your full moon and cancer message. That you matter. It all matters. How you feel matters. If you're around some people that make you feel like how you feel don't matter, that's your full moon. That's your full moon manifestation. That's the culmination. That's the light fully illuminating and shining on the fact that you need to get them squares up out your circle. I'm making a point of this, y'all. I ain't even got to my son in Aquarius horoscope. <laughs> I'm making a point of this, y'all, so y'all don't miss it. I, I ain't even got in my week ahead yet, but I didn't want today to go past. And this cancer, I spoke on Cancer Full Moon uh, last week, like I said, but I, I, I had such short time to do it. And I just wanted to give y'all what y'all deserve, which is just the feeling, the energetic. It's a feeling kind of moon. Come on, Cancer Full Moon. It's an it's a emotional feeling kind of moon. And I just wanted to give y'all this feeling. It feels damn good. It's scary as hell. <laughs> you know, just being there for yourself first and foremost and prioritizing yourself and your emotional needs and you know, leaving others to figure the rest out on their own. The thing is, it's a full moon in cancer for everybody, whether people know about it or not. I deal with people every day that don't know damn cancer full moon from damn cancer patient. But they know, I know, that they know what time it is because even they fallen in line. Even their allowing me my space, allowing me my time and space and emotional energy and capacity to nurture myself. Especially if you've been around some folks that that can't and don't even appreciate the nurturing you do for them. That's why I say you first and foremost. Because if anything, it's going to um, encourage by example others to do the same. Well, hell, if I ain't got time for you because I'm over here nurturing myself, what you think you ought to be doing? Because I promise you, anybody right now in the season of nurturing yourself that's not, they ticking. They lunaticking, trust me. I believe that's it for this current week. Uh, Let me double check, and then we can jump into the week ahead. I just want to make sure. Yeah, Mercury's back in Capricorn. Our minds are going to be about that business, okay? Our mind's going to be on getting stuff done and handling our business and being responsible to ourselves first. And foremost, but yeah, ultimately Capricorn is about public responsibility. So yeah, ultimately um, towards others. Then we've got the beautiful Venus Neptune alignment tomorrow as well. I talked about that in depth last week. I definitely don't want to um, uh, lose any time trying to talk about it some more. Uh, but just know that 
it's a beautiful energetic alignment for all things spiritual, energetic, compassionate, unconditionally loving, romantic, um, soul connections with yourself and others, um, and selflessness. Um, it's a very beautiful energy. If you're not vibrating high on that Neptune, if you're around some people who are about that divine lying old uh, Cavorting, I don't know. I'm thinking of some old country words my granny used to say about slick people. Then, yeah, it could it could definitely go bad on you this Venus Neptune alignment. But if you're channeling unconditional love and you're channeling compassion for primarily and first, like I say, first and foremost for yourself, then yes, you're automatically going to attract that. You're vibrating that outward. This is like dropping a pebble in the water. That, that ripple effect going to happen. And when you ripple out that self-love, when you ripple out that unconditional love for yourself, when you ripple out, um, you know, acceptance for who you are, surrendering and forgiving, then you're going to attract the same. And that's pretty much all you need to know. But, yeah, I gave a lot more details than that last week. Um, then we got the moon going into Leo, finally, from being void at at the point of the full moon, which, of course, is that area of space I told you where we're going to be emotionally satisfied to enjoy ourselves, to have fun, to live from an open heart, to um, to to play and date and, and love and be romantic and let our inner child come out and play. We carry that energy into all the way through uh, the 14th, which is Saturday, um, 9.17 a.m., the moon does go void in Leo um, until 9.52 that evening when it finally enters Virgo. At that point, uh, Saturday night, uh, late night, 10 o'clock Central Time, um, we're going to start to be emotionally satisfied (laughs) to kind of get back down to business. So, uh, Virgo is Mercury ruled, so definitely like any detail-oriented, what's that, Saturday night? Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of, because it's, it's, it's going to be in Virgo over a weekend, so I'm trying to kind of be like, think of something kind of fun and entertaining and interesting to say about Virgo, but this right here is going to show you what I think about Virgos, Lord. Virgo is it's real mental, it's Mercury rule, but it's the earth sign. And my experience with most earth signs, <laughs> probably just because I'm really fiery with my super saggy self, but it's a, earth energy is a little too slow for me, a little too dry, a little too, dare I say, boring, <laughs> a little too just, a little too earthy for me. I'll put it like that. I'll leave it like that. And the thing about Virgo, with it, since it's Mercury rule, it's really like detail oriented. This is the area of space where you can get really stressed out if you're just trying to do too much. And whew, I'm getting a little winded just talking about it. But I will say this: starting Saturday night, when the moon goes into Virgo, you will be emotionally satisfied to be productive. Okay, that's another. That's a powerful and positive thing I can say about Earth signs. Um, 
here in Virgo, you, you can be really productive. You can be get in Virgo. You want things to go one, two, three, four, five areas space, especially here over the weekend, Saturday night going into Sunday. Going to be a good day to plan. Um, Mercury's in Capricorn. I just mentioned that it's going to be going back into that now that it's direct tomorrow. So, you know, there's Mercury and um, and Earth hooked up one way with Mercury going back into Capricorn, and then here over the weekend with the moon uh, being in Virgo, you've got a real Earth and Mercury feel and merge coming together again. So it's definitely, as of say, I mean, get your play on earlier in the weekend. I put it like that. That's going to be the time for the open-hearted energy, letting your inner child come out, enjoyment, fun, games, sports, risk, games of chance, all that. By Saturday night, you're probably going to want to kind of just chill out. Earth signs are really good for just like, of course, earthiness, being out um, in nature um, and things like that. So if, you know, by all means, if you're still in weekend mode, you know, get yourself out and about and take off your shoes and walk barefoot in the grass or something, okay? Um, Going into our week ahead, drum roll, please. We are here on Wednesday, January the 11th, discussing um, astrological events for our week ahead, Sunday, January the 15th through Saturday, January the 21st. So we already know that we're starting our week out uh, in the uh, week ahead with the moon in Virgo, okay? And so in our week ahead, we're going to be trying to line things up. We're going to be trying to get organized. We're going to be paying attention to the details. This is what's emotionally going to satisfy us, satisfy our needs. We're going to feel like we need to get things in order, okay? Especially Virgo not only just talks about work-wise, getting things in order. Well, I got to do this, and I got to do this, and, and prioritizing it in Virgo, too. You make your list, and then, you, like I said, you put them numbers on it. Okay, this is first, and this is last and all the numbers in between. But it's also about prioritizing and being productive with your health, okay? Work and health there with Virgo governing the sixth house. So that's why I say you can get stressed out here because you what Virgo fails to do sometimes is realize that you can only physically, literally, earthly do so much, practically do so much in one day. These earth signs, they just want to produce. They want to see the tangible earthly results of of what they're putting their energy and emotions into. When the moon's in Virgo, you're putting your emotions because you're being emotionally satisfied to work, to, to prioritize your health. So that's that's the energy we start the week out in. The moon doesn't go void in Virgo until Tuesday. So we got a couple of days. We got we got this on Sunday, right? Virgo energy. We got this on Monday, Virgo energy. Okay, and then Tuesday, twelve oh nine a.m. early rising Central Time, the sun trines the moon and goes void for about five hours before it finally goes into Libra at 5.16 a.m. When you wake up on Tuesday rising, moon's going to be in Libra. Energy's going to shift. Now that we got our work in order, our energy in order, we've been productive, got our health right, now we're ready to relate, 
okay? Moon being in Libra talks about us being emotionally satisfied as of Tuesday rising. To socialize. Libra's ruled by Venus. To socialize, to, to uh, Libra talks about this area of space where we can finally be at peace, where we can be harmonious, harmoniously relate to another, where we can be diplomatic and tactful. So, you know, it's a lot of challenging energy going on right now. We've just had the sun squares to Uranus and Jupiter this week. I'm just laughing because one of my mama's babies hit me up about it too. (laughs) And so, yeah, the sun talks about ego, ego, what we want, our self-expression. Squaring off with Jupiter, they want to do too much <laughs> at all times. Too much is never enough with Jupiter. And squaring off with Uranus, they just want to be free, free to be me. So you may definitely have been experiencing some challenges within relationships. A lot of when you see squares, when I'm talking about squares and oppositions, that's talking about relationships. Y'all know these planetary bodies are just the macrocosm of the microcosm that is us. You know they're only these planetary energies and the aspects that they make, squares, oppositions, conjunctions, they're only describing us and our relationships with ourselves and each other. So, yeah, we done had some squares this week. We got a full moon now. That's the opposition right there. Sun opposite moon. Sun and Capricorn opposite moon and Cancer. Capricorn and Cancer itself talks about the relationship oppositionally between home and family and career and public responsibility, between the nurturing parent there in Cancer and the disciplining parent there in Capricorn. Okay? So... You may have been, from this week, going over the weekend into our week ahead, been experiencing challenges within yourself, challenges within relationships, opposition, and then folks around you possibly ticking off under this full moon because they ain't nurturing themselves right. Well, as of Tuesday, when the moon goes into Libra, you're going to get an energetic opportunity, and others will be emotionally satisfied as well um, by making peace, by compromising, by balance, by balancing yourself on the inside and balancing in your relationship with others. This is the area of space to do it in when the moon's in Libra, okay? You can smooth it out. You can work it out. You can balance it out. Then we've got, um, moving right along, Wednesday, nothing major going on. I'll get on the line with you guys next Wednesday. And um, nothing nothing too major going on. The moon will be waning, of course, uh, after tomorrow rising when it goes full. So, you know, we're definitely going to continue continue this mode of shedding. Whatever this full moon in Cancer is illuminating for you and making it clear to you, then from that point on, while the moon's waning or shedding light and we're 
going fast and furious towards our next new moon on the 27th of this month, then you can be waning as well, shedding anything that's not aligning with where you're headed by the next by this next new moon. Anything that's not encouraging your inner foundation being strong. Anything that's not supporting and nurturing your existence, you're going to shed it. This time next week, you're going to be shedding it still. And then by Thursday, we've got the moon sextiling Saturn at 2.55 a.m. Central and going void for 13 hours and 14 minutes. Um, in between then and when the moon finally enters Scorpio at 4.09 p.m. Central on Thursday, we've got Mars square Saturn, okay? Y'all's favorite astrologer was born under a Mars square Saturn aspect, so I'm pretty familiar with this just by nature, naturally. Um, Mars did not square Saturn at all last year, okay? It's doing it twice this year, once on January 19th and the next time on October 11th. It doesn't occur in 2018 at all, just like it didn't in 2016. So you kind of get a glimpse for the frequency or infrequency of this alignment. But when Mars squares Saturn, shout out to Astrology King, and the Dark Pixie Astrology for a lot of information that I rely heavily upon just to bring y'all the most accurate and up-to-date info. And shout out, of course, to my astrology coach, y'all. Make sure y'all stay in in touch with my astrology coach for the Ampu for the latest events, classes, radio shows, etc. It's always something popping at my astrology coach as well as with the Imagination Guru. Shout out to Minister G. Um. But with Mars square Saturn here Thursday in our week ahead, it it is talking about potential for frustration, okay, potential for feeling inhibited. Um, We know that Saturn, we just talked about Saturn that governs Capricorn, being talking about restriction and structure, okay, and discipline. And Mars just wants to do something. So how well you think these two energies are going to get along in a square aspect? Because Mars want to do something, and Saturn want Mars to sit down and and shut up. <laughs> so and you can feel frustrated in that situation, right? Or feel inhibited, like, "Hey, why are you blocking my uh, my margin driving passion? Why are you stunting on my Mars passion?" <laughs> and so your desires and needs can definitely grow stronger uh, under this alignment, but you could find it harder to express your passions and achieve success. So um, it could be that you feel like the harder you're working to pursue your goals and and head in this direction, you know your life is supposed to be headed in and you're being responsible and you're disciplining yourself and you're doing everything you're supposed to do, but you could feel like with the drive and the passion that you pursue those goals with that you're facing, having to face more resistance, especially coming from superiors, authority figures, parent, the father, or the more dominant parent, um, bosses, teachers, them putting you down or restricting you, or or from a Capricorn (laughs) or other earth energy. Um, 
and them kind of feel restrict you feeling like they're restricting you or or stopping you from achieving what you want, um, or just circumstances in general, just some Saturn ass circumstances like some life lessons, some hard times, some you know that it doesn't have to be a person is my point. And so the best kind of approach to take under this influence for us all and, for, of course, for me personally or anybody else who has this in their natal chart, when you get the feeling that frustration and that inhibition like somebody is blocking, Saturn is a blocking energy or an obstacle energy, and you that's where you have on a defensive approach. That's going to be the best approach under this influence is a defensive one. Um since you already know, the more you, you know, I'm not saying don't go after your goals, don't pursue your goals because you're facing resistance. What I'm saying is you may have to do some margin stuff to get through this transit successfully. Let me tell you what I mean by that. When you having a Mars transit, like if my mama's babies, they having a Mars transit in their week ahead. What I'm gonna hip them to is, hey, when and where you can this week, work alone. Work by yourself. That way, you don't even have to fool with nobody else. You don't even have to fool with what 85 other people want. You can be as selfish as you want by yourself. Not meaning get off by yourself, don't be around anybody. What I'm saying is when it comes to going after those goals and ambition and the life direction, you know you're supposed to be headed in, and you're not really just trying to be in no debate with nobody over what you know you're supposed to be doing, then that's when you kind of have to go off on your own and do that. Maybe this is that week you can't just tell everybody what you're doing because you got some blockers, some haters, some people that want to throw obstacles in your way. Or just, it, like I said, if it's not even about a person and it's just life circumstances that are difficult, that Saturn type of difficult and hard, when Saturn comes around, ain't nothing easy about it. And so maybe it's just circumstantial, but either way it goes, uh, uh, working alone may benefit you more in the week ahead uh, if you want to avoid, you know, arguments and war. Mars was war, right? Um, and and just the overall defensive approach. Uh, if you're feeling frustration, you're feeling inhibited, blocked. You that energy can build up. You need to let it out safely, express it healthfully, um, and, the, and, the, and the patience is going to come in. Mars is a real impatient, impulsive energy, and especially if it's feeling blocked by Saturn in a square, you're going to, you know about it in advance, so as you're approaching, you know, Mars energy can come early, so don't look for this on Thursday. You start looking for this Sunday. <laughs> And you be ready. If you feel it, that's your trigger. That's your notification like on your phone going off, letting you know you got a message. If you feeling frustrated or inhibited in the week ahead, blocked, hated on, obstacles, that's your notification going off to remind you to breathe. Come on. And be patient. Get off 
to yourself to do what you need to make sure you get done what you need to get done with the least amount of blockages possible and sharpen your defenses. Sharpen your defenses. You don't have to go for the jugular and go cut throat with people. But you don't, like I said, you don't have to tell them all your business either and what you're doing. They can't block what they don't know about. Block that. Try try to block it now. Because they don't know what you're doing if you go off and do it and come back and then <laughs> be patient with them once you've already gotten it done. Mars wants to get it done. Make sure you get it done. You just may have to uh, 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 sharpen your approach as to how you get it done. This week, you, this week you may need a different approach. That's all I'm saying. For those who were born with Mars square Saturn in their chart, like me and Nicki Minaj and Condoleezza Rice and Louis Armstrong and Latoya Jackson and Barry White, we can find it difficult expressing ourselves at times. Um, especially when it comes to our margin desires and passions uh, or our ability to sustain our effort over time, we could feel limited in these ways. Um, these people do have strong desires. They do have goals. Um, but we experience often challenges uh, when we're, uh, expressing or attempting to attain what we want, okay? And then keeping it moving, I definitely am hoping to get to these horoscopes. I got plenty of time to get to them, too. I'm not under the wire of 30 minutes like I have been for the last couple of uh, weeks, so it feels a little different not having that timer looming over you like, oh, one more minute. <laughs> um Thank you, thank you, thank you, guys. I just wanted to take another uh, second just to say thank you. The listenership has just been amazing. And then y'all actually contacting me uh, in the episode uh, description, you'll see you get one-click email access to me. Just click on it. You write up in my inbox to whatever, like, most of the time it's just straight-up love, appreciation, or requests for information or reports or consultation, and I just love and appreciate y'all for that, especially when, you know, your own family. That's why I say sometimes the support and nurturance you get don't come from your blood family all the time, you know. When, when, when you're in close connection, like a family situation with someone who is growing, advancing, changing, learning, you know, developing themselves, it can, what it can do sometimes is put the spotlight on areas where you're not growing and advancing and changing and developing and strengthening yourself. So a lot of times people don't like that. They want you to stay the same just like them, and they want you to not grow and just be satisfied with mediocre and the status quo. So, you know, sometimes that don't make you the most popular member of the family, but apparently it, it bodes pretty well for you guys, my beautiful, beautiful Mama's Babies Nation that's growing all the time. Uh, because y'all can appreciate it. Y'all, I've clearly, my vibe is attracting my tribe, even when I look at my mama's babies, just powerful, powerful people and individuals who 
they're not going to settle for, well, just have faith and believe. And they dare to believe and, and discover about themselves. That's the beautiful part about astrology and the astrology of you is that you began to, like Brother Ampu used to always say, you begin to see yourself in the story. You begin to see you, if you've seen the glyph, the image of the sun represented astrologically, it's a circle with a dot in the middle. You the dot. You the center of the circle. You the sun that all these energies are revolving around. Thursday, 4.09 p.m., the moon finally enters Scorpio. So it goes out of that Libra energy where we're, you know, smoothing things out in our relationships. We're having, you know, now that Mercury is direct and the moon's in Libra, another air sign, we're going to feel like we can finally have these conversations and we can smooth and work through things. Um, As of Thursday, uh, 4 o'clock Central Time, though, we're going to be, in a whole nother energy. Uh, the moon's going to go into Scorpio, and, you know, that's the area of space where things could get a little mysterious or secretive or, you know, deep beneath the surface where you have to dig for it, okay? This is the area of space where psychological issues are and, you know, that door that's marked enter at your own risk. But while the moon's in Scorpio, we're totally going to open that risky door. We want to know. We, we want to investigate. We want to research. We want to probe. We want to go deep. We want to get to the root of the matter, okay? And so it's a very intense area of space. There on Thursday uh, uh, after 4 Central, um, this area of space is talking about power, power plays, manipulation, uh, power games um, also, okay? So that's where the psychological issues can come in because in a healthy psychology, you know, you're not trying to manipulate other people. You're not being jealous and obsessive and on a low vibration of obsessiveness. Um, on the highest vibration in this energy, we could we could be emotionally satisfied to keep a secret. We could be emotionally satisfied to tell one. Um, but this area of space is conducive to healing. It's an emotional water sign. It governs the eighth house. So it really does talk about intimacy and the deep feelings that you begin to share. Here in the fourth house where we've been talking about cancer and the moon, where this full moon is, is more about us that private insular part of the chart. When you get into Scorpio, this eighth house, Pluto energy, this is talking about emotions that we share, right? The emotions that we share with others on a deep level, not surface level, deep, intimate, um, beneath the surface. This area space also talks about releasing, releasing and purging, okay? And so this could be um, a good time for that. That's why there's healing potential here in these scorpionic waters, okay? This is a good area space to do something detoxifying for yourself um, or, or any kind of weeding out. That's the energy of this area space as well, deep, deep tissue massages deep emotional honesty and intimacy, okay, and intensity. 
metaphys- things of a metaphysical nature are here as well. So this is a good area space to study any occult, metaphysical, astrological subjects because it's a good area space to dig, right? Dig into the depths of, you know, um, hidden beneath the surface like metaphysical and occult subjects. And finally, it's horoscope time, y'all. So I definitely want y'all to listen out for your sun, not just your sun sign, especially if you're a woman. The sun sign does tend to correspond more to masculine energy and our ego and wants and how we kind of exert and express ourselves um, in a more masculine way. And I want you to listen out for your moon sign, especially if you are a woman, because this is going to talk about the nurturing parts of you and your needs and and how uh, the sun moving into Aquarius here next week is going to speak to that those parts of you, your needs versus your wants. The sun more your wants, the moon more your needs, okay? And then I want you to listen out for your rising sign, too, because that's going to talk about what you are most likely to experience in your physical body, the rising sign or the ascendant sign, the sign that was on the eastern horizon at the time of your birth, rising in the east, that is where your physical body is represented in astrology, the way people see you. If people are likely to see you in this way, then it's probably actually happening in your physical body. So it's very, very accurate when you can listen out for your rising sign. If you do not know what your moon, most people know their sun sign. Oh, I'm a Taurus. Oh, I'm a Libra. But a lot of people do not know their moon and rising sign. If you need that information, of course, it's free on many places on the Internet. But if you want to do the one-click email access to me, I can help you figure all that out. It wouldn't be a charge for that because... That's just some general basic information everyone should know. You know your birthday, you know your Social Security number, what's your Mercury sign? And if you really know your chart, what degree is it in? Because then you start getting into some even deeper science where you realize that the degrees have meaning and interpretations as well as just the signs. All righty. Sun entering Aquarius Thursday, January the 19th, 3.24 p.m. Central. Happy solar return, mamas, Aquarius babies. I love all of my Aquariuses. I just got through texting with one of my favorite cousins that's an Aquarius. Um, I love this energy and frequency. Um, I told y'all, of course, at the top of the show, brother, I'm Pooh's an Aquarius. Woo, woo. <laughs> I get along with Aquarius is sextile to Sagittarius, so we tend to get along, you know. I, I get along with Aquarius. A sextile is a mildly harmonious aspect. It's half of a trine. And so there's a real – this Aquariuses have always just blessed my heart, blessed my life. I love all of them. But Aquarius is all about – even with the show, when I'm talking about changing it up with the sun going into Aquarius, I wanted to call this show so many things because Aquarius is so many beautiful energies, um, break out, break through, change it up, um, get out the box, uh, 
get out your comfort zone. Um, just as uh, just as fast as lightning could strike, lightning governed by Uranus and Aquarius. Uh, you know, things can change, and it don't have to come from external sources. You can be the change. I'm doing some old Aquarius stuff in my life right now, switching up, making everybody, well, what's she doing? What's what's going on? That's Aquarius right there when they can't figure you out because you're doing your thing. Aquarius is where rebellious rebelliousness and rebellion has its place not just for the sake of rebelling, but for the sake of freedom to be you. Uranus is freedom, baby. Free to be your unique self, the unique part of you that got the only fingerprint like yours on the planet, that unique self. No other you but you. And this is the the time when the sun is shining a light on this area of space for you to allow that unique self to shine forth. If you haven't been doing that, your Aquarius is all about getting out of a routine, a rut, breaking up, breaking through, breaking into or out of your routine long enough to do something new and exciting. Flashes of insight are governed by Aquarius. It could just come to you and you just change it up on yourself and everybody else in in a in 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 an instant, like a flash of lightning. Because it's just what you gotta do. Aquarius's motto is I know. This is the area of space where astrology is. That's why I ain't asking nobody what time it is no more. Nigga, I know. I don't think I would have said nigga on this show at all. So y'all excuse me. I was getting, I was passionate. I know. Technology is here. I know. And when you know, that it's time for you to change it up, you're not sitting around asking, Aquarius ain't asking nobody permission to do a dang thing. They're the rebel. They're the humanitarian. You don't have to ask nobody if you can help somebody out. You just do it. It, You know you got to do it, and you just do it. And so I'm going to break down how, you know, Aquarius is all this inventive energy. Like I said, with that flash of insight, you, 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 intellectually creative under this energy, you might come up with a new idea for how to to do something in your life. This infusion of new switch it up, change energy into an old dead area of space. That's why when I talk about Uranus and Aquarius and the lightning and the electrical impulses, I talk about if you on that cold slab and they got to throw them shocks on you to bring you back to life, it may, you may need a flash of insight, a, an electrical impulse to bring your unique 
individual, beautiful, rebellious, one-of-a-kind self back to life. We need you. Now, it ain't nobody else like you. I'm going to I'm, I'm give you some tips and tricks on how, based on your sun, moon, and rising sign. This is the area of space where we're hungry for knowledge. We're hungry to know and experience and be original. We want to be innovative more than we want to just be conventional and humdrum. We want to be aware of what is lifeless, outdated, and dead in our lives, and we want to strive to jolt it back to life with new perspectives and new insights on ways to do things. Where Capricorn season was about the structure and the rigidness and the organization and the practicality, oh, baby, Aquarius (laughs) is ready to be free. It's ready to be free to be its individual self. So in this area of space, we're not going to want any inhibitions, any restrictions or limitations. We don't need that to feel safe anymore. We need to be. We need to be us, be me. And, and in, the, in that, we feel the most safe when the sun's in Aquarius. For my Aquariuses, Mama's Aquariuses, you are the sun's on you. You're going to feel, you should feel your best when you're getting your attention, Aquarius, in the coming month, your season, when you in the spotlight, receiving praise, pursuing new opportunities. That's you all day during Aquarius season. You can focus on the opportunities coming to you or that you're attracting, and you can be really excited and live and solarized about pursuing them, okay? Uh, you're setting up a new solar year, Aquarius. So you're going to be focused on what you want to start that can be a focus for the next year. And you're going to be willing to take the initiative. You're going to feel froggy and on fire. This is your time. This is your uh, Aries house. So you're going to be ready to go. Um, You're going to probably come across more like an Aries, Aquarius, okay, more energized, more positive, and enthusiastic. For my Taurus babies, sun, moon, or rising, while the sun's in Aquarius, you're going to feel most like yourself when you're pursuing those goals, that Capricorn 10th house, life direction, public responsibility, making progress, experiencing success, hitting that high point from the foundation you started at um, six months ago. So you'll be feeling like you're at a high point or like, you know, that karmic feel of the 10th house where you're getting what you deserve one way or the other with something you began six to nine months ago. Um, but if, if it's not, if you're not seeing the results you want to see, the success you want to see, Taurus, this is the time when the, it's, that you can switch it up if you need to, especially with sun being an Aquarius. You're going to be um, compelled to think outside of the box anyway, Taurus, and if it benefits your life direction, your career, your public responsibility, then all the better, okay? Um, Taurus, you're probably going to come across more like a Capricorn uh, during Aquarius season, more mature, more responsible, which is all going to aid in your progress and more and serious. 
Okay. More like a authority, a parent, you know, a boss. Leo, while the sun is moving through Aquarius, you can feel most like yourself when you're with other people, okay? When you're focused on your relationships. I want you to think outside of the box with these relationships, Leo. You can meet somebody just from a whole different background and a whole other walk of life that you're not uh, familiar with. Don't shut it down because you're not familiar with it, Leo. I know Leo uh, Leo energy is ruled by the sun. So you may, you know, Leo's almost always kind of act like it's their birthday with the sun shining on them. That's just their energy. It's cool. It's wonderful. Um, but this season for you right now, Leo, with sun and Aquarius, is really all about the other people in your life. So share, be willing to share some of that spotlight. Be willing to share um, some of the sun and the good feelings. Uh, you could definitely, uh, this area of space in the seventh house does talk about being diplomatic and balanced and harmonious and fair-minded and graceful and charming. You're going to come across more like a Libra this month, okay? And so be open to commitment and compromise and meeting people in the middle in order to keep the peace, Leo. Um, be willing to give more time and attention to the other and work on improving the connections you have with them. It'll go a long way. Scorpio, Scorpio, you are dealing with sun and Aquarius from the fourth house perspective, this whole cancer moon feel, okay? So, Scorpio, you're going to feel most like yourself when you're spending time in places that are most familiar to you and with the people you're most familiar with, the ones that support and encourage you. So you can work on home issues, family issues, um, strengthening your external support system, but also tending to this inner foundation and, and you being your own support, Scorpio. So you're going to get the, the everything I've been talking about for full moon and cancer season you're going to get a double dose of it starting next week. You hear me? So you can't, no Scorpio can afford to not be nurturing themselves and being there for themselves because you're really going to feel it if you're not. This can be a time you work on starting something from the ground up. So like Taurus, six months from now, you can be hitting a stride or a high note or um, uh, uh reaping, gleaning the rewards from hard heart, smart work that you've been doing, that you start doing uh, as of next week for sure. You could come across more like a cancer, Scorpio, okay, nurturing, supportive, and emotional. Gemini, Gemini, you and Libra, y'all might as well, I mean, the... It's Aquarius season, so that's y'all's sister sign, Gemini and Libra. So if the sun is shining on Aquarius, then it's easily and effortlessly and harmoniously shining a light on you, Gemini, and you, Libra. Gemini, you're going to feel a lot like yourself when you're acting like a sage, okay? <laughs> uh, when you're expanding and exploring and being adventurous and having new experiences, um, you may want to open yourself up more to the world and, and learn about how it works. You could be more optimistic about life and find opportunities to do, be, and have more. Ju Jupiter has rulership here, and I told you all earlier in the show, 
uh, with Jupiter too much ain't never enough. <laughs> so um, you can get along better. Gemini uh, Ninth House has a real positive, optimistic feel, and it's a it's a real easy easy energy to get along with. It is ruled by the great benefic Jupiter, so. You can have a better view of the big picture as well, since Jupiter takes a more expansive view, and you could come across as any good Sagittarius would, as more bold, gregarious, funny, fun-loving, and positive. Okay, really, really good time uh, to to enjoy some of this sun in Aquarius shine, Gemini. Okay, you and Libra, Libra. Y'all are going to be feeling most like yourself when you're acting like a Leo, okay? Uh, Doing things that you enjoy, living from this open heart space, okay, Libra, for this month ahead of enjoyment. What are you doing that you enjoy the most? Who are you spending time with that makes you and, you know, encourages and supports your enjoyment of life and and living from this open heart? Um, You can... You can share the love you feel in the month ahead and bring more love into your life, and you can become more romantic, okay? Um, if you're single, you're going to be like a Libra, uh, a Leo, that fifth house. You're going to let people come to you. <laughs> All eyes on me. Uh, I know you want me. I'm a Libra, but I'm acting like a Leo this month. <laughs> so if you're single, you're going to let people come to you. And uh, if you're partnered, you can definitely bring that romance back in, making it kind of feel like it did when you guys first met. And um, you could get, you could be in the spotlight for something, just like a Leo would be, getting attention, getting praise. Um, and, and you're going to come across more like one, more playful, more warm, more friendly, okay? Sagittarius. <laughs> um, while the sun's in Aquarius, Sagittarius, you're going to feel most like yourself, basically, when you're acting like a Gemini, okay, using your mind, challenging yourself mentally, coming up with ideas, exploring the ideas you come up with, more mental energy, wanting to learn, gather information, share what's on your mind, talk things over, okay, Sagittarius? So you can keep yourself busy, definitely. Third house ruled by Gemini is a busy area of space, wanting and having plenty to do, so you can use up some of that mental energy, and you're just going to come across more like a Gemini, friendly, engaging, curious. Um, It looks like I may have a few left. I'll save Capricorn, Pisces, and Virgo for next week. Y'all don't shoot. Just do like uh, one of my other beautiful listeners did, and she just did a one-click email access, and I just sent her the info at no charge, and I love doing it, so... Um, but I will give y'all Aries. Uh, Aries, you're going to feel most like yourself when you're acting like an Aquarius in Aquarius season, okay, Aries? You're going to feel really good when you're with your friends in a group, focused on a cause you can, you believe in or making a humanitarian contribution in some way. Um, you can expand your social circle, um, pay more attention to your hopes, wishes, and dreams for your future, And you can pursue different opportunities to achieve those dreams and get closer to where you want to be, okay? So you're going to probably come across Aries more like an Aquarius during Aquarius season, original, independent, and idealistic, kind of rebellious too, just don't care. (laughs) Um, You know, you care. This is a humanitarian area of space, but you don't care 
when it comes to anybody standing in between you and you being humanitarian, you and you being with your friends or in a group or focused on a cause. That's what I mean, okay? And and last, with 90 seconds left to go, Cancer, I'm going to push it out for you. Cancer, you're going to experience Aquarius through your Scorpio house, okay? You're going to feel most like yourself when you're acting like a Scorpio, focused on getting to the heart of a matter, digging deep, taking things seriously, investigating, researching, uh, even your own psychological self. Um, You can focus on serious things, and you can do research to find anything you need to find out, Cancer. Um, you you can have a really intense, extreme approach, but you can work on any transformations. Eighth house is the house of transformations. In any area you want to create a transformation in your life, you can do that during Aquarius season. Okay, Cancer, and you're going to come across more like a Scorpio, passionate, mysterious, and secretive. All right, you guys, I have ran out of time this week. I really appreciate you guys, and you, y'all you know how y'all can uh, contact me anytime. Go into the episode description for this show, and you'll find out anything you need to know. Until next week, you guys, thank you, thank you, thank you. I love y'all, and I'm so excited already to talk to you guys next week. All right, peace.